Section 50 of Stories and Pictures. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Stories and Pictures by I. L. Peretz, translated by Helena Frank. Section 50 The Woman Mistress Hannah. A Packet of Letters to Second Letter. My Precious and Beloved Wife, What am I to say to you? i see clearly that my idea of going away was heaven-sent that god himself put the thought of america into my head everything he does is for the best my dear hannah whenever i shut my eyes i fancy myself at home again and the dream comes from the other end of the world for who would have thought that an idler like me such a nincompoop as i am such a born fool should ride on a railway cross the sea in a ship and arrive safe in america the finger of god i will praise the lord it was god's disposing his will alone enabled me to leave you and the child and may we be counted worthy to rear it for the torah the marriage canopy and all good works hannah lee crone i have seen great wonders on dry land but nothing to what i saw on the sea while i was at sea i forgot everything i had seen on dry land and now among the wonders of america i begin to forget about the sea at first i was so miserable on board ship there are no words for it but all ended well and i am sure it was for your sake and the child's hanley i am sure you remember lieb the reader footnote shazan capital c h a z a n the reader or reciter of prayers in the synagogue End footnote. who came to our town once a few years ago and recited the prayers in our shul during the solemn days i remember that after the day of atonement you told me you had never heard such a davenin footnote meaning reciting of prescribed prayers End footnote. in your life i even recall the very words you used leave the reader roars like a lion and weeps like a child next morning there was something of a commotion in the town people had forgotten leave the reader hadn't paid him properly and he poor man went from house to house collecting money with a little girl you remember whose name was Janandil. she accompanied her father singing with her childish voice when they came to our house you were very sorry for her took her into your lap kissed her on the head and gave her something i forget what and you cried for compassion over the motherless child perhaps you wonder at my remembering all this you see hannah lee crone i remember all the kind things you said and all your actions for they were full of charm you are continually before me i fancied sometimes crossing the sea that you stood beside me and that the child had hold of your apron and i heard your voices and they sounded in my ears with a sweetness beyond all description and i have come across leave the reader by the way heaven forgive me but leave the reader has sunk very low he paid no attention on board as to whether the food were kosher or not and he drinks as if not the way with jews i never once saw him in prayer scarf and phylacteries the whole time or saying grace after meat he goes about all day without a hat and not content with this he leads his daughter into the same paths the genendil of those days is now about seventeen you should see her a picture and he made her sing and dance before the passengers on board ship and she sings in different languages the people listened and clapped with their hands with delight and cried out goodness knows what 
and it was all so boisterous that really, at first, quite deny it, I was very pleased to see them. It's always somebody from home, I thought. I wouldn't have to hang about so lonely and wretched. But afterward, I felt greatly distressed. I couldn't bear to watch his goings-on with his daughter, and now and again it cut me to the heart to hear a Jew, who used to stand at the reading-desk, a messenger of Israel to the Almighty, talk such disgusting nonsense, and his voice is burned with brandy. And they must take me in hand and try to make me presentable. They made fun of me on board. It was always idler, fool. He tweaked my earlocks. She pulled the fringe off my little prayer scarf, and the whole ship took it up. And what ailed them at me? That I avoided forbidden food and preferred to fast rather than touch it. You know, I dislike quarreling, so I edged away, hid in a corner, and wept my heart out in secret. But they discovered me and made a laughingstock of me, and I thought it would be my death. It is only here, in America, that I see it was all a godsend, that God, in his great goodness, had sent Liba the reader before me into America, as he sent Joseph before his brothers into Egypt. Because what should I have done without them? A man without the language of the country, without a trade, not knowing at which door to knock? And Lieb the reader is quite at home here, talks English fluently, and he got me straight away into a cigar factory, and I am at work and earning something already. Meanwhile we are in the same lodging, because how should I set about finding one for myself? And they behave quite differently to me now. Jenendil has given over quizzing me about my beard and earlocks, and keeps at a distance as beseems a Jewish daughter. She cooks for us, and that is very important, although I eat no meat, only eggs, and I drink tea without milk. Footnote, lest the meat and milk should not be ritually permitted. End of footnote, she washes for us too. There is a lesson to be learned from this, namely, that what the Lord does is for the best. And do you know why it has all turned out for the best? For your sake. On the boat already, when I began to feel I could bear it no longer, I plucked up my courage and went to Jenandil and told her I was your husband. I recalled to her memory the time after the Day of Atonement when they were in our house, how good you were to her, and how you took her on your knee, and so on. Her manner changed at once. She had compassion on me, and her eyes filled with tears. Then she ran to her father and talked it over with him, and we made peace. They immediately asked the captain to treat me better, and he agreed to do so. I was given bread as much as I could eat, and tea as much as I could drink. The crew stopped tormenting me, and I began to breathe again. You should have seen what a favorite Jenandale was on board, and no wonder. First, she is a great beauty, and for a beauty people will jump into the sea. Secondly, she is really good-natured, and people are simply charmed by her. And now, my precious wife, I will give you some good news. Lieb the reader tells me I shall earn at least ten dollars a week. I reckon to do so as follows. The half, five dollars, I will send to you, and keep five for myself. I will live on this and save up to buy a Talmud. The Mishnah books I brought with me. I have settled to read at least ten pages of the Gomorrah a week. I won't buy a prayer scarf, because so far I have prayed in Lieb the reader's, for Lieb the reader had one with him. To what end, I don't know, because as to praying, never a word. I persuade myself this is also heaven-sent. He was made to bring a prayer-scarf on my account. 
Perhaps he means to pray at the reading desk during the solemn days. Who knows? They are drawing near. Anything is possible in America. The world here is topsy-turvy, and the Lord knows best what is good for a man. Do you know what? I am not angry with your brother the bandit any longer. It's the same thing again, I tell you. That also was a godsend. It couldn't otherwise be possible that a man should treat his sister so. That was all brought about in order that I should run away to America and send for you to come to me. And when, God helping, I have made some money, I will assist your brother too. I tell you, he also is a pauper. I see now what we call a rich man is a beggar in America. I end my letter, and this time briefly, although I have heaps and heaps more to say, because I am afraid Glebe the reader and Jenandil may come in, and I don't want them to see what I have written to you. And I beg of you very much not to show my letters to a living soul. Why need a stranger know of our doings? And I hug and kiss the child, long life to it. Give it ten thousand loving kisses from me. Do you hear? From me, your husband, Shmuel Moshe. End of section 50